everyone's having a great Sunday. I don't know if anyone else watches the NBA, but the NBA playoffs are here, so I'm excited about that. And uh, recently, Aaron had me over, and we were watching some NBA games, and uh, he was talking about how the Bible talks about being a great host, and he was, uh, he was cooking me dinner, and then uh, he asked me if I would take over his family group. Uh, so that's my first practical. If you want someone to take over your family group, make sure you make a nice meal for them. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That wasn't his heart, but actually, I actually want him to disciple me, so Aaron's a great brother. Um, but uh, earlier, or, or last week, my roommates, uh, Carlos and Cole, we were watching The Last Dance. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's on Netflix. It's about uh, Michael Jordan's career. Yeah. And uh, I just, growing up, I really loved Michael Jordan. I used to tell people my middle name was Jordan. I collect Michael Jordan shoes. Um, and I just love just like almost more than the games, like athletes, their mentality. Uh, you think of like Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady, just they want to win and they want to dominate. Um, but I'll get more into why I'm talking about this, but, but let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to deliver your word, God. Uh, I pray that you just remove everything from me that is not of you, God. I pray that you just your spirit just moves through me, God. Uh, just from all the great men and women from this church that have poured into me, God, I pray that I just uh, represent them well, God. I love you, God. Uh, I pray that someone takes something out of this message. And uh, we just love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Right. So when Scott told me that I'd be uh, preaching from James chapter 3, talking about taming your tongue, Uh, This is what came to mind. Um, So before we get started, I just want to say, in case anyone thinks the sermon is too worldly, you know, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Alex Morgan, uh, Serena Williams, all those, your favorite athletes, male, female, celebrities, all that, none of them have anything on Jesus. So I just want to throw that out there, make that clear. Um... But ultimately, we're here to look into the Word of God. So let's take a look at what James says to the church in James 3, verse 1 through 2. All right. It says, Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. So my first point today is, Do not take the role of teaching lightly. And you might say, I'm not a minister, so this doesn't apply to me. But if you think of teachers, teachers have influence. So you might have influence over, you know, your family, your, your, your Bible group, your Bible talk group, your family group, your kids, your wife, your husband. You, we're all teaching in some capacity. Um, so I think this message can apply to everyone here. Um, so James says, you know, teachers will be judged more strictly. I don't know about you guys, but this is very sobering to me. Um, and it's like, man, God, I don't want to be judged more strictly. I want to be judged just like everyone else. Um, but uh, we know that for everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be given. So if you're baptized into Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. And 
that's a big responsibility. So, of course, if you're going to have eternal life, that's going to come with some responsibility. Um, you know, being a teacher in the church or a disciple that has that teaches other people, that has influence over people, it's more than just being talented. Um, everyone that comes up here, this great worship team, uh, people that share their faith. If you share your faith with someone at the coffee shop, uh, I just pray that you have people in your life that are sharpening you and making you more like God, uh, because we'll never, we'll never be perfect. I'll never be perfect on the stage. Uh, but we want to constantly try to reach the goal of Jesus. Um, the scripture says we all stumble in many ways. And a stumble isn't always a big, just fatal fall. Uh, James was including himself when he was saying the state, when he was saying that statement. And that certainly includes myself as well. Uh, so this is, uh, me and my fiance Erica. And we like to make, uh, YouTube videos. And, uh, we have a new one coming out about Christian long distance relationships. And, uh, we're filming and we're just talking and I make a joke and we're like, uh, I don't know if we can put that on the YouTube video, you know? And, uh, I don't know if anyone else does this, but it's like, you try to just get a laugh out of people and it's, it's not sin, but it's like, uh, I don't know. And, uh, we can tend to th- I can think like, oh, what if Scott saw this? What if Danielle saw this? Or we can think, what if our discipler saw this? You know, what if my husband, my wife, my best friend, you know, what would they think? And I think that's the heart we have to have to hold ourselves to a, to a high standard. Um, you know, does our speech, does it edify the church? Um, and you can say, okay, well, I'm not like you. I don't make stupid jokes. Amen. Uh, but there's other ways that our tongues can get us in trouble. Um, you can be, uh, be very critic of people. Uh, you can boast. You can exaggerate. Uh, selective reporting. Gossip. Uh, slander. Cruelty. Two-facedness. Anger. Or maybe insincere flattery to gain favor. So let's take a look at James 3, verse 3 through 6. And it says, When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. So my second point is, your, your tongue has tremendous power for either good or evil. Right. And you might say, okay, well, I'm just not going to talk. Then I'm good. I'm scot-free. <laughs> um, but you don't solve an unruly horse by keeping it in the barn or a hard-to-steer ship by keeping it tied to the dock. They still have good function. In the same way, silence is not the solution. Uh, your tongue is an instrument that can be used for, for good. You can tell people how, about God, God's character, God's heart, how he changed your life. Um, we know that a good word makes the heart glad. That pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the, health to the bones. The tongue has the power of death, but also the power of life. So... 
Uh, one thing that I liked about Michael Jordan was his interviews, and he wasn't, he just, one thing about Michael Jordan, he always dressed up after his interviews. So he, he took the time uh, to process what he was going to say, took a shower, drank some Gatorade, and sometimes that's what we need to do when we have a strong word for someone. You know, instead of saying, oh, the refs, they stink, or the other team, they're trash. You know, sometimes we need to just go for a walk. Uh, sometimes you need to play pickleball or pray, read, whatever you like to do, uh, instead of just blurting out at the mouth. Take some time. Take some time with God. And uh, recently we had our, our brother's midweek here, and uh, I was just thinking of, of having the brothers together in that unity. And uh, uh, Scotty Pippen had a, had a quote. This was one of Michael Jordan's teammates. And, and he said, There's nothing like camaraderie of, of being around the other players. And here, you know, we're all on the same team. Amen. You know, there's no all-stars. There's no MVPs. The only MVP is Jesus Christ. And... Uh, we should be building each other up with, with, with encouragement, with, with loving words. Uh, I don't know if anyone here is uh, words of encouragement, if that's their top love language, but, you know, if you give someone a, a, a word of encouragement and they're a words person, sometimes that's better than giving them money. Um, <laughs> so today, I want to challenge you this week if you could encourage three teammates on Team Jesus this week. And, uh, you know, maybe give someone uh, some encouragement that, that's doing well. Sometimes the people are always doing well. Uh, we think, oh, they're good. They're spiritually good. You know, they don't really need any encouragement. Um, but I just want to lift up Scott. I think just since moving here, you know, Scott just does the little things well. And he really, he, I can keep a lot of things to myself. And you know how there's just some people that you can just throw up all over and they'll listen and they'll clean it up? That's, that's Scott for me. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you, Scott. And I also want to encourage everyone this week to encourage uh, maybe two or three people that maybe don't get the recognition uh, that they deserve, you know. And... For, for me, some of those people, Bernard, Beverly, Josh Fall, they're here hours before service. They're here hours before service. You know. They have to be here before the worship team comes to practice. So they're here, they're getting ready, and, you know, some silent heroes. Bernard calls me every Sunday, like, bro, I'm ready to go. Like, he's just awesome. He's on top of it, you know, and he's just a, he's a great brother. Um, and I wish, there's so many people here that I wish I could encourage and lift up individually, but that's why we have each other. That's what I want to tell you guys. You know, encourage each other, because I wish I could go down the road and just thank everyone, but that's why we need everyone together, everyone that's here. Uh, so let's continue to look at the Word of God in James 3, uh, verse 9 through 12. It says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, oh, we can scratch this one. Nope. Oh, well, just pretend this is on here. 
Uh, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water come from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt produce fresh water. I want to tell a quick story. I actually don't want to tell the story, but when I was praying, God was like, you got to, you got to share it. Um, so before I was a disciple, I had, this was my senior year of college, I had an internship. And you know, this, this place, they took a chance on me, uh, just giving me my first experience. And one day, I, I was just, it wasn't what I thought it would be. It was like, I, I thought I'd be making more change. Um, and I just went up to him, and I'm not going to use the words I used, but I said, like, this is crap, you know? And that's, that's coming from uh, someone that just doesn't know how to express themselves and someone who doesn't have that heart of a disciple. Because now I look back at that, and I cringe, and I wish, wow, I, how could I say that? Like, someone's just giving you a chance, you know? And it's just, it's not, it's not godly, you know? With that same tongue, you know, we can say, Oh, I want to pray like David prayed. But that's the same tongue that we're telling people when the light turns green. Like, you better go. You better move it. Right? <laughs> and for those who are baptized into Christ, it shouldn't be that way. Our tongue should be constantly glorifying to God. It's a contradiction if there's salt water and fresh water coming out of the same spring. I don't fish, but I know there's salt water fishing, fresh water fishing, and it can't both come out of the same spring. If the spring is bad, the fruit is bad. The tongue is bad. And it says, can a fig tree bear olives? You know, can Scott's citrus tree bear apples? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> and neither can a disciple of Jesus constantly talk unrighteously without having heart transformation. You can trim a fig tree to look like an olive tree. You can transplant a fig tree to the Mount of Olives, but that won't make it an olive tree. See, I can stand here just with a collared shirt and throw out some Bible verses, but that doesn't make me a disciple of Jesus. And my next slide, my last point, is that we have... We have to coach each other. We have to disciple each other. So here you have this player on the Bulls, and he's sitting at the end of the bench. And, you know, you can picture that someone in the church not doing well spiritually. And we say, we're all, in, we're all on, the, on the court. We're having fun. We're in the game. And we say, you know, don't you just want to play in the game? It's like, if you, play in, if you just practice with your left hand every day, you know, then you'll get more minutes. A.K.A. just pray more, and then you'll be fine. Then you won't talk at, talk at the mouth crazy. We can say, you know, just work on your free throws every day. Uh, meaning, just, just read your Bible more. You know, we can say all these things that say, just, just do this, just do that. Uh, but really, sometimes, we need people to, to practice with us, to sweat with us, to, to really work on our character together. And it's not just 15 minutes before service, 15 minutes after service. Uh, let's see, you know, can we get coffee this week? Can we get time? 
Uh, you know, I know I'm guilty. I need to call brothers more. Um, but, you know, not, instead of just saying, you know, just, just come on, just get better, just get better. Uh, be with them, walk with them, and sweat with them. Train each other in godliness, and let's disciple each other so we can finish the race strong. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father God, uh, thank you so much for your word, God. I pray that uh, we can watch our, our mouths, we can watch our tongues, God, uh, that we use it for good, that we use it for truth, that we use it for building each other up, Father God. I pray, Father, that uh, we can encourage people who have been working uh, so hard to try to please you. And I also pray that we can lift people up that just need an extra boost, God, that need each other. Uh, I pray, Father, for, for this church, God. I pray for everyone, God, to be able to disciple people, to be able to uh, just, just learn to use their mouths as an instrument of good. Uh, Father God, as we take communion, God, I just pray, uh, I pray for each, each person in this church to uh, just be more like you, God to let go of any fear that we have, God, and just, and just walk in perfect love. In Jesus' name, amen.